following is a live broadcast of a Lone Star Community Radio program. Recorded and broadcasted live on IRLoneStar.com, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and Facebook.com slash IRLoneStar. For more information on this show, please visit our show page at IRLoneStar.com slash shows. To sponsor or donate to this program, visit our donate page at IRLoneStar.com slash donate, or email us at lscrstudios at gmail.com, or give us a call at 936-666-1084. Lone Star Community Radio production and broadcast is possible by folks like you. So sponsor and donate today. You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is Rick Schisler. I'm your host for the Weekly Business Hour, and I appreciate you taking time to stop what you're doing and listen to this program, whether you're listening live this morning or catch up with us later on our one of our videocast podcast versions of today's show, because we've got a really special show for you today, and I want you to be able to pick it all up whether it's today or in the future. And the weekly business hour, if you're a regular listener, you know that's where Montgomery County and now through the Internet, all businesses throughout the world, small businesses in particular, come to talk about the latest in business news, ideas to improve your business, and to be part of a conversation. And that's what's most important to me, that you feel like you're part of this conversation uh, that can make a real, real difference in your business. So glad to have you. We're broadcasting, as always, from the live from the studios of Lone Star Community Radio. It's located right here in Conroe, Texas, uh, fastest-growing city in the country. And uh, you may uh, wonder while I'm pushing that theme today. Well, first of all, it's true. Uh, and second of all, we're, we're going to have a guest who, who has his finger on the pulse. Uh, Brian Bondi's joining us today. Brian is the president of the Chamber of Commerce, and we're going to talk about business because as president of the Chamber, he gets a chance to see all kinds of businesses every day, and I think he's got a unique perspective that will be helpful. Before we get started, though, I want to let you know that the show is available in video as well as audio. You just need to go to Facebook, look up the Weekly Business Hour page. You can click there so you can see us live on video, if you'd like to take a look at us, we're two handsome guys, so you might want to do, take advantage of that. I always listen better when I can see someone, so whatever pleases you, take a look. Facebook, the Weekly Business Hour, and that reminder, so you do feel more of a part of what we're doing here today, email me. Email me questions about the show, comments. We're always looking for ways to improve the show, and in particular, if you have an issue in your business, I'm glad, as a Silver Fox advisor, the founder of OneBestConsult.com, to answer your questions. Love to get those kind of emails. In fact, we're going to talk about one I received recently later on in the show. So just drop me an email. It's real simple. Send it to one, that's the number one, bestconsult at gmail.com. That's one, bestconsult at gmail.com. Well, best part of the show. We've got our special guest, Brian Bondi, as I mentioned earlier, president of the Conroe, Lake Conroe Chamber of Commerce. And we're going to talk about the changing landscape of doing business today, during the pandemic, and afterwards 
when the pandemic sort of fades into the past. Brian, welcome to the show. Thanks, Rick. Really enjoy being here. You know, it's kind of interesting that you asked me to join you today because we actually had a conversation way back in March when this whole thing started. And so this will be an opportunity to kind of kind of come full circle and see where we're at right now. Well, absolutely. As a, as a country, as a world, and particularly as business people, we have covered a lot of ground in the last six, eight months. Uh, and we've got a lot more ground, new ground, new ground, new challenges, new opportunities. So this, your, your point is well taken. Good time to catch up and benchmark to see how far we've come and talk about where we might be going. Absolutely. Well, let's kick it off. Let's talk about what major changes have you seen? Again, I think you're in kind of a driver's seat. Um, some people would say the catbird seat where you get a chance to view all kinds of businesses. You're not just focused on one business as a business owner would be. You're f- focused on the business community and all the businesses that make up. What are some of the major changes you've seen since that conversation in March? Yeah, so uh, it's real evident that a lot of the in-person meetings, conferences, conventions have become a thing of the past. It's been replaced by electronic communications. Back in March, I would have told you that Zoom was a public television show back in the 1970s. You know, now it's one of the hottest communication tools in the, in the world. And other platforms have, have accessed it as well. Uh, and the chamber, like a lot of businesses, has adapted to utilizing technology as, as our friend, not something to be afraid of. And I, and I think going forward, it's not going away. It's going to become a very much an integral part of doing business in the new model. Well, you know, you, you mentioned that, and that's something I've kind of latched on as well, is that it is going to be part of our communications, if you will, going forward. And an important part for businesses in particular, as well as personally, and I find too many businesses, at least it's been my experience, we were talking a little bit before the show, are not adapting to some of the things like Zoom or WebEx or all, the, there's several different major platforms, but Zoom is kind of like Coke, it's the soft drink, right? It's, we're Zooming. Uh, what, what do you think the reason that businesses are just not adapting to that and making it part of their communication toolbox? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I think there is uh, an underlying hope that things will get back to normal whatever that normal was and and utilizing electronic communications like this for just communicating with your customers uh, special events is really difficult to, to make that switch uh, I know that all of our staff we monitor uh, a Facebook page of chamber professionals from out the United States and there is two definite camps there's the one camp that has embraced the technology. We're doing special events. We're doing seminars. We're doing everything we can online while we can't do things in person. And then there are those organizations that continue to hold on to the, the past that says, well, I'm just canceling this event. We're not going to be able to do it anymore. Hopefully we'll be able to do it next year. And I think that if we use that as a microcosm for what's happening across the country, I bet we'd see the same thing. Well, you know, and, and that's a good point. People are holding out perhaps for for the change to go back, as you said, what's normal. My concern, again, is, you know, digital, uh, I call it the digital transformation of, of business. And, of course, small businesses in general are the last ones to implement new processes, technologies, ideas. The big guys do it. They fumble around with it, and then it eventually sifts down, some of it driven by cost, 
uh, and knowledge that people have to have. But in this case, the, the Zoom technology as part of that communication uh, opportunity, it's not that hard, that difficult to implement in one's business, is it? Not difficult at all. I mean, it's as easy as point, click, and shoot. I mean, that's how it kind of works. And if you're a small business person, this is a prime opportunity to reach out to your customers face-to-face. You can have you know, 50, 100 of them right in front of you, and you can tell them what you're up to. It takes a little bit of effort, though. You've got to make sure you're reaching out to them. You've got to make sure that they know that you care about their their situation and that you're still around. Uh, that communication is integral, whether you're doing Zoom or in person or mail. It's communicating, talking to them. Let them know what's up because right now we're in the information age, and information is power. Power is, is business. Well, and I think that's even more true today about information. It's always been true, but it seems to really push to the forefront because one of our major ways of communicating face-to-face has been taken off the board for all practical purposes. Great point. Well, let me ask you, I, you mentioned this earlier uh, when we were before we started the show, and, and I've seen this. People, uh, smart business people, I'll use that word smart, have taken Zoom, and they've really expanded their audience In other words, if they originally a salesperson could talk to 20 people in a week face-to-face or whatever the number was, now they can talk to 30 or 40 uh, if they put it together. And one of the things I've seen in some events is the option. In other words, if you want to come in person, we have a limited number of seats based on the recommendations or the mandates of the government in, in charge, or you can continue to use Zoom and be in a part of the conversation without attending in person. Where do you see that going? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, uh, we dabbled our toes in in that this summer, uh, offering our uh, morning mingle either in person, which is our, our relationship building breakfast, either in person or online. And actually in April, May, we did them exclusively online as a way to make sure that we were still in contact with the members of the organization. We, we, want, we want to hear what they're doing, right? Um, but by offering it in person as well as online, now we're continuing to build that relationship thought process. A person, business person who's comfortable being in person, knows what, what, what the parameters are, shows up, has an opportunity to see other people in person, but still, we respect the fact that not everybody is, is at that point in, in their work or their company. Some companies have policies that you're absolutely not interacting on a one-on-one basis. We get it. I have a funny feeling that that is not going to go away. I think it's going to become an integral part of not just our special events, but a lot of organizations' events. You know, and properly used, I've seen where it can make an individual or a business unit business more efficient in delivering their communications by offering or using the Zoom option, uh, you can cover more ground quickly because you don't have drive times, you don't have walk in the room. Now, what about the loss of personal contact though, right? We're all still human beings and we need to see each other, I think, from time to time. What's your thoughts about that? Yeah, that's that's a really good point, Rick. Um, you know, it's interesting. Uh, our very first Zoom Um, after hours event back in April there was I want to say somewhere around 50 to 60 people 
online for that event. And it was the first time since the whole stay-at-home order had been issued that there was any kind of a, a, a group gathering. And a lot of it was just, hey, I haven't seen you in forever. It's great to see you. So, yes, the in-person is always going to be more valuable, but we can't underestimate the value of even being able to see each other on a computer screen. Uh, it's hard because that's not the way our minds work, but we have to accept that in place of this is a pretty good option. You know, I think back to way, way back a long time ago, United Airlines had an ad campaign that revolved around it's time for us to get back in the streets and go see our customers because we just lost our best customer. And he handed out plane tickets to his, his sales staff. And that's what business has been wrapped around is seeing those people in person. Now we've kind of flipped the script and we're, we're kind of working here uh, virtually. And the customer is like, hey, thanks for reaching out to see me. I really appreciate it. I, I think it's, it's going to be a, a either or in tandem going forward. Well, I think it's, again, I think it's an opportunity. It's a plus. Uh, believe it or not, we're to our first break. Uh, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, Brian, I want to I want to get your take, kind of summarize everything we've been, what you would just tell someone, here's the best business model, utilizing the technology and whatnot that you have found working through the chamber. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take our first break of the show today, and we hope you'll stay with us. And Brian Bondi, president of the Conroe Lake Conroe Chamber, and I are going to continue this conversation about what your business should look like today. And more importantly, we're going to get into what the future means as this pandemic slips away. So please stay with us, and we'll be right back with you. when you have a problem in your business? Listen to the Weekly Business Hour on Lone Star Community Radio. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out ourlonestar.com sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your questions get seen on tv youtube and heard on our podcast fm and internet radio support your local radio station with lone star community radio did you know that there are over 153 million orphans in the world today the sad reality is 99 percent of those kids will likely never be adopted core love is an organization right here in conroe that takes care of orphan children in haiti honduras and india we bring the love of Jesus by providing their six basic needs of clean water, proper food, health care, education, job skills, and a loving home. Visit corelove.org. That's C-O-R-E-L-U-V dot org. Will you help defend the orphan? Hi, I'm Keith O'Connor, CEO, coach, and business mentor. I've spent four decades helping multiple entrepreneurs use my principles to take their businesses to the next level. My methods do not fix your problems. They help you fix them for yourself. I call this process Closing Strong. Contact me at 713-557-1639 or visit my website at closingstrong.com for a risk-free 30-minute meeting to see how I can help you. Because a business can only go as far as its leader can take it. For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. 
Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday, your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in western swing, honky-tonk, zydeco, Texas blues, outlaw country, and put a pinch of red dirt, and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. It's all about business on the Weekly Business Hour every Monday at 11 a.m. on Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the Weekly Business Hour, and this is Rick Schisler, And we're in the middle of a conversation with Brian Bondi, president of the Conroe Lake Conroe Chamber. And we're talking about the impact of the pandemic on businesses. And as I said at the beginning of this conversation with Brian, he really is in the has a main front row seat because of all the businesses that are members of the chamber, people he gets to talk to, things he gets to see with them. So he's got a perspective, I think, that can help us. And that's kind of part of this conversation really today. Brian, as we went to break, I said, let's give you a chance to kind of summarize some of the things we talked about. If someone came to you or you were going to sit down and write down or talk about what is the business model uh, that you see after being able to be part of so many conversations and talking with so many different businesses, what is the business model in general that you would recommend to a business today? Yeah, and, and we did talk a little bit about this uh, in the first segment, and that is it's, it's all about communicating with your customers. They want to hear from you. They want to know that you're still in business. You may not think they want to hear from you, but they do. So whether you're communicating via email, if you have them on a text message system, if you put the information up on your website, if you have hosting a Zoom call, uh, it really is about outreach. The more touch points that you can have with your customers, the more likely they are to call you up or order something from you when they need something. When they don't hear from you, they make an assumption that, you aren't in business anymore. And you're, as you mentioned at the, during the break, it's time to start writing your exit strategy. And, and this is a fundamental change. Now, it doesn't take away from the opportunity to go and see the people in person. In fact, we've been doing something just like that recently at the chamber uh, with uh, our, our thank you promos. Um, but this is something that I can't underestimate the value of communicating with your customers. Let them hear from you. You know, you mentioned that, and, and one of my ideas or concerns is the blunders, the, the mistakes being made. And that is the biggest single mistake I've seen made. That is not is that not letting your customers know you're still there. People assume that their customers, particularly if they've been in business for a period of time, a long time, or whatever, that, well, they know I'm here, and when they need something, they're going to call me or email me or whatever – and let me tell you, because I experienced it personally. You know, I, my wife and I would look for a service or something, and we, I don't know if they're still in business because, right, the press is full of so many stories of people, individuals moving, businesses going out. I've seen a projection as high as 50% of the small businesses over the next year or two are projected to fail. Uh, and you sit there, why wouldn't you be out there sending a message out and new opportunities to communicate with you just let people know you're open and you're available uh, at the very minimum. It's and a, they don't do it. 
Well, and, and part of that mindset is, oh, they don't want to hear from me. They've got other things that they're worried about. Yeah, actually they do. And it's an out-of-sight, out-of-mind situation. If you're not communicating with your customers, they're communicating with somebody else. So you might as well tell them what you're up to. Tell them you want their business. Tell them you appreciate the past business. And do it on a regular basis. You'll be amazed. And, you know, that's a, that's marketing 101. It is. And people have forgotten it, I think, or never practiced it, or they're in fear, or as you mentioned, small businesses. Some of them don't want to push that digital connection. But survival and the ability and the opportunity to thrive, my opinion, are counting or based on that. And if you don't do it, if you don't tell people you're there, and again, I have been amazed. I've come across businesses, they've done absolutely zero to tell the public that they're there yeah. and that they're still open and they're open these hours and they're, it's just amazing. Well, let me ask you, on all of that, what do you see the current state of business here in Montgomery County? What, how are things going for our businesses here in, in Montgomery County? It's a challenge, quite frankly. Um, you know, uh, we are a county built on doing business with people, just like everybody else. Uh, and, you know, when restrictions are put into place, it then affects our ability to do business. Uh, the chamber recently uh, surveyed its members, and probably the most telling statistic that came out of the, the survey was that 65% of the respondents said that they felt like government played too much of a role in telling them whether they could be open or not open. That's a problem. Um, you know, the, the exchange of commerce is what drives the economy. When the economy isn't being driven by commerce, that means that dollars aren't sifting through, and that means that people lose jobs. That means that unemployment grows up. And we saw that blow up in, in March and April. Um, we need to make sure that our businesses are the ones that have, have the, the, the uh, control of saying, yes, I want to be open, no, I choose not to be open, or modified to that effect. Because what we've seen just through the summer months is the larger businesses setting the tone for their, their business. You want to come in? Fine, I need you to wear a mask when you come into my business. But the business is the one that makes that determination, not a governmental entity. Does that make sense? No, it makes sense, and I think we've, we've seen the pushback. My take on that perhaps is a little bit different in that the government has not done a good job in selling the, the proposition or the situation that, hey, we need protection, or yes, the government's going to do They just have not made the sale. Uh, that's my opinion, because people don't believe. There's a certain percentage, right, that I read don't believe that this whole thing's going on, or they're unafraid that they shouldn't have to wear a mask or wash their hands or whatever protection you take. And uh, people aren't convinced, just like I read the other day, that 30, 40% of people never take the vaccine, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, because of whatever personal reasons. Right. Uh, so the personal choice I'm in favor of, I just hope that people will respect others. Okay, and I always think about my family. I have grandchildren that are out there now starting to go back to school and be exposed to a bigger population. Do I need to be concerned that if I'm with them face to face, do I need to wear a mask? Do I, you know, because I don't need this, this sickness for a variety of health reasons. Uh, it could be fatal. And so, you know, it's just, 
it's it's it really to me gets down to the business having control, the people having control, but the government all the way from the federal down to the local governments, in my opinion, have just sent a mixed message, and it's confusing, and uh, but that's what marketing's all about, right? That's right. Getting your message out. That's right. Well, let me ask you, uh, going forward now, what is your single biggest concern for your members as far as business and the post-pandemic uh, era, whenever that happens or when it sort of fades a little bit into the background, uh, which apparently will never 100% possibly go away, but it's always like the flu and it pops back up in the winter. What's your biggest concern? I think um, knowing that our customers, whether we're buying from a service business or a retailer, a small business or a large a large company, being able to have the confidence in going into that business and not having to worry about having a face mask or who, who's been hanging around who, that, that kind of situation. I think that's going to be universal. And it goes smack back to what we talked about at the top of the hour, and that's you know doing things a different way. Um, I'm, I'm blown away by how the real estate industry has totally embraced online open houses and how you can register to see this house, and then you get to literally see the entire house as if you're walking through it yourself. I mean, it's, it's brilliant. Yes, the, the technology's been there all along, but they've taken it to a new level. And I think that's what we're going to see. We're going to see more and more businesses take this technology, embrace it, use it as their own, and totally change the way they do business. Whether you've been a retailer and you've always relied on foot traffic because you're, you're typical brick and mortar, you now have web presence and you're putting all of your inventory out on, on online and then promoting it through text messaging. You can you know, double, triple your, your income just by being a little proactive. This is what I think is going to start happening more and more. It's already happening, but it's going to even go as time goes on. Well, and I would assume the concern is there are going to be those that don't embrace some of these changes and they're going to get left behind. Uh, you know, yes. it's... it's it, it has that strong potential in people. Well, that won't happen to me. That, well, just go back in history and look at the advent of the automobile or different things that have happened and how, yes, in those cases, it might have taken 10, 20 years, and eventually the horse buggy was gone, except, you know, a very small part of the population. And those that didn't embrace it in their business and so on and so forth, they got left behind. And this has a in my opinion, has the potential to do that rather quickly, a matter of months, not years. Uh, I'll just share with you a, a classic example. 25 years ago, I was uh, working for a newspaper and had the opportunity to become an executive director of a chamber of commerce. And it was right when the Internet was jumping off. And it was like, we don't get a jump. We don't participate in this. We're going to miss it. And there were so many businesses that were like, oh, it's never going to last. It, it's not going to be that big of a deal. And here we are 25 years later, and it has literally become the ruler and the driver of our economy in many cases. Yeah, it's a good point. Well, Brian, as we wind it down, um, tell us what the Chamber's doing. I know going forward to help businesses adapt to the situation and inform them. Talk about some of the programs or what you're offering as a Chamber to help businesses. Um, thanks, Rick. We have really been very proactive from the beginning of the pandemic. Um, 
we made it a point of interviewing key business and community leaders about the effects of the pandemic on their business and how it relates to the small business members. And we, we interviewed somewhere between uh, 25 and 30 people. Uh, we came back and, and re-interviewed some of them. Uh, we've created some online seminars on everything from marketing and communications to small business operations. Uh, we're continuing through our professional business development programming, creating online uh, platforms. One of them is called The Pivot, brand new programming aimed at how do you market your business in the new normal. Um, we've shifted many of our in-person events to the Zoom platform. Um, our, our Athena Award back in July was a 100% digital event, and it was as successful if not more successful uh, for us than it would have been in person. We have to gauge, and, and to me all businesses have to gauge, where that comfort level is for doing business in person or pulling back and doing things electronically. That's where utilizing the Chamber of Commerce, seeing what we're doing can help many of them say, well, if the Chamber's doing that, then maybe we should think about doing the same thing. I'm not trying to toot our horn, but I will tell you that our team is, has really got their finger on the pulse of what's going on, and we're doing things to make sure that we're relevant, we're valuable, and that we have a place in our members' businesses going forward. Well, and I think that's so important. And you, like the Pivot event, I saw the advertisement this morning uh, in the weekly newsletter, electronic newsletter. If people want to learn about those uh, opportunities to engage and the education, all these great events that you guys have, what's the best place for them to find out about it? First place is uh, conroe.org. That's our website. Uh, it's kind of funny because right at the front door of the pandemic, we ended up redesigning our website. It's now even more user-friendly than it has been in the past. That's the best way to find out what's, what's going on. As always, we actually allow foot traffic in the building at 505 West Davis Street. Come on by anytime. Uh, you can call us on the phone. I mean, we're on Facebook. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. There's probably other ones that Ashley will ch chime at me for not remembering, but uh, we do a lot of Facebook. Uh, we do a lot of Instagram, a lot of LinkedIn. It's a great way to communicate, not just with our members, but with the business community at large that wants to see what's going on in the Conroe Lake Conroe area. That's a great point. And I will say, uh, not to uh, cause people to jam your phones or something there, but you can contact your chamber uh, as a member and they've got people working for them. This has been a, a firsthand experience for me that have certain expertise that can connect you. So if you're wondering beyond a seminar or webinar or an event how to get something done, particularly with the new digital age or whatever, contact the chamber and ask them for a little direction. At the very least, they've got a membership directory and people are broken down by expertise members are. So I encourage you, if you're listening to this program, watching and listening, that you reach out to the Conroe Lake Conroe Chamber and talk to the people. Brian himself is available. You guys are always available to help your members, and I personally deeply appreciate that. Brian Bondi, thank you for taking time to join us today and share a perspective, again, that I believe is very unique, and uh, hopefully the Chamber will continue to lead our business community. I appreciate the opportunity to be here, Rick. I will point out one more thing that I'm kind of proud of is that the Conroe Lake Conroe Chamber of Commerce is one of only two five-star accredited chambers of commerce in the entire Houston metropolitan area. Um, when you invest in this chamber, you're investing in a rock-solid organization.
Uh, there's no doubt about it. Well, thank you so much, Brian. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you'll stick with us. We're going to take our bottom of the hour break a little longer. Uh, but to let you know, a podcast video cast of our conversation with Brian today, the entire show will be posted on Wednesday this week at our website, onebestconsult.com. That's onebestconsult.com. And when we come back, we're going to answer a mailbag request from one of our listeners, an issue that came up for him, and he sent it in to us. I think you'll find that interesting. And I'm going to offer my one best consult tip of the week. What are the keys in moving your business forward? So please stay with us, and we'll be right back with you. For business ideas and news you can use, join us on the weekly business hour every Monday at 11 a.m. on Lone Star Community Radio. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app for your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That is Conroe's FM 104.5-106.1. Hi, I'm Keith O'Connor, CEO, coach, and business mentor. I've spent four decades helping multiple entrepreneurs use my principles to take their businesses to the next level. My methods do not fix your problems. They help you fix them for yourself. I call this process Closing Strong. Contact me at 713-557-1639 or visit my website at closingstrong.com for a risk-free 30-minute meeting to see how I can help you. Because a business can only go as far as its leader can take it. For those of you who like your partners, your gumbo, and your music salty, well, we're here to help with the music. Julian Shea here, host of Lone Star Country Nights Thursday, your weekly dose of roots and Americana and all the music that makes this part of the country special. We stir in western swing, honky-tonk, Zydeco, Texas blues, outlaw country, and put a pinch of red dirt, and then we smoke it over a slow fire. Then listen to the results Thursday nights on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Is there someone you know who is hooked on vintage aircraft? Follow the commemorative Air Force and its fleet of World War II planes, including the mighty B-17 Flying Fortress Texas Raiders, which is based in Conroe, Texas. Texas Raiders tours locally and all around the United States, offering the public a chance to put their hands on aviation history. What could be a more perfect gift than a flight on a historic B-17? Taking to the sky on the iconic bomber is an experience that will never be forgotten. For the touring schedule, reservations, or more information, go to b17texasraiders.org or call 855-FLY-A-B-17. The Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service has been dedicated to educating Texans for over a century. In 1915, the Extension Program was established under the federal Smith-Lever Act to deliver university knowledge and agricultural research findings directly to the people. Ever since, AgriLife Extension Programs have addressed the emerging issues of the day, serving diverse populations across the state. Texans turn to Extension for solutions in horticulture, agriculture, 4-H and youth, and family and consumer sciences. Extension agents respond not only with answers, but also with resources and services that result in significant returns on investment to boost the economy. Join us Fridays at 1 o'clock for the AgriLife Extension Hour. Did you know there are more than 790 abused and neglected children currently in foster care in Montgomery County? Will you help make a difference? 
I'm Allie Stevens with Costa Child Advocates of Montgomery County. We train and support volunteers to be the voice of children in the foster care system. Kids are moved from their home because of abuse and neglect, and we need volunteers just like you to advocate for these children. To learn more about becoming an advocate, please visit costaspeaksforkids.com. That's costaspeaksforkids.com. Hey guys, this is Connor. This is Dick. This is Chris. And we're with the Ticket Stub Podcast every Thursday live at noon on 104.5 and 106.1 FM in the Conroe area. Also, anytime at IRLoneStar.com. You go to IRLoneStar.com backslash TTS. You can find all of our social media. And don't forget, we give away two tickets to the Grand Theater on every show. If you like movies and you like complaining or celebrating anything that has to do with the silver screen, Check out the Ticket Stub podcast and join us every Thursday at noon o'clock on Lone Star Community Radio. Health Center Southeast Texas is a federally qualified health center. We accept Medicare, Medicaid, and most major private insurances. For our self-pay patients, we have a sliding scale discount program available. Our health centers have qualified providers and staff striving every day to provide the best quality of care to our patients. Services offered are family medicine, behavioral health services, telepsychiatry, and pediatrics. We have four area locations. Look at the Health Center Southeast Texas online at hcset.com. It's all business talk on the weekly business hour every Monday at 11 a.m. right here on Lone Star Community Radio. Welcome back. You've been listening to the Weekly Business Hour, and this is Rick Schisler. I'm your host. I'm a Silver Fox advisor and the founder of OneBestConsult.com. Well, thank you for listening to the show today. We're at the bottom of the hour, and we're going to ramp up and take this baby home. Uh, We've got a couple of things. Again, I mentioned it before the break. Uh, We've got a mailbag item. I'm going to start with that in a few minutes, and then we'll have our One Best Consult uh, tip of the week. And again, Remember, uh, if you have a question or anything during the show, a comment about the show, something you'd like to see us do, or if you have a business issue you'd like an opinion on, uh, please send them to me. It's real easy. Just send it to onebestconsult at gmail.com. That's onebestconsult at gmail.com. Well, we had a listener send in something, and I apologize. This happened last month, uh, July. And uh, it's gotten pushed aside because of other show requirements and things that were going on. So I'm glad to finally bring it to the, to the top of the list, if you will, and talk about. The listener's uh, request basically said, how can I lower my fixed cost during this business slowdown? Now, that's a question, directly or indirectly, that I've heard from a lot of businesses. And I'm sure you, if you're watching this, you own a business, manage a business, uh, is something you most likely, hopefully, have already addressed. Uh, but I, I put together a list of things that just stand right out there that you need to do. Uh, the first one and the most obvious one is your mortgage and your rent. Uh, mortgage or rent, I should say, excuse me. Uh, and hopefully you've already addressed that because we're a good six months into this situation uh, and landlords, 
Uh, I recently read a good article about what landlords, some of the larger landlords in the country are doing. They're actually going back to tenants and renegotiating leases because they're concerned that tenants are going to leave prematurely. And uh, they feel it's important to address this head on. And I, as a business owner, as a landlord, as a business owner, uh, I would want to do the same thing. And they're inserting language in their leases that cover situations like the pandemic because historically that kind of language, that issue has not been in a lease. So I encourage you to, if you have a lease, talk to your landlord uh, and talk to them not just about this month's rent and getting some kind of abatement. The two things that stuck out to me is one, landlords, uh, pretty much without exception based on the survey in this article, uh, are willing or have been willing to abate rent, but they want it made up later in the year or next year. So they're willing to let you say pay half rent, but you're going to have to pay the other half at some point. And the other thing I saw was that during a pandemic situation, this is new language being inserted in leases, existing leases, is that you go to some kind of percentage rent. Uh, one was quoted 7%. Now, I think percentage rents uh, in their typical use uh, vary between industries, so that if somebody's in the food business versus someone selling clothing, these are different percentage that works in different industries. Uh, but this one large landlord of shopping centers, strip shopping centers, larger ones, uh, was offering new language. It says, if we get in this situation again, then you as a tenant will pay me just a percentage, just a percentage. This was not the typical either or base rent or percentage, whichever is higher. Uh, I think that potentially is a good solution because in some cases, I think landlords are going to end up with empty spaces and uh, because tenants will just say, look, I can't afford to carry this anymore. And the landlord's not being receptive or not being, uh, you know, not moving forward with doing anything uh, for the, and so long-term I'd, I'm tired. I'm tired of fighting it. And they leave, particularly the small mom and pops, but also people that have been in business for a number of years. I've already seen this and worked with some clients on this. So take a look at your mortgage, take a look at your lease, and be open to other things than just the money, the fact that the money, you need an abatement now. Look to the future because these events, if we listen to the scientists, they're going to happen again sooner than later. Second thing is cost of goods sold. If you haven't already renegotiated some of the materials, services that are provided to you on a regular basis, uh, you need to do so. Uh, and you need to realize that the person on the other side, of course, they're in business too. So don't say, hey, you've got to help me because I've been a good customer and just leave it at that. Recognize that they have obligations. So they've got to charge a reasonable, fair price, and they may have something in their pricing that they can cut out, maybe make free delivery versus charging. Every little bit helps. Uh, look at your any contracts that you have for services, and I sort of mentioned that in the second one. Those can be renegotiated. Janitorial services. Look to eliminate certain services, perhaps part of your janitorial uh, that can reduce your out-of-pocket cost. And look for additional ways. These are the creative part of what we do. Look for additional ways to use your equipment and or personnel. Uh, maybe your equipment can serve another function. Um, you know, I see this out on the, in the ranching industry. I have a certain piece of ranch equipment, and I lease it out. 
now that's a, uh, to people who need it in farming or ranching, by the way. Uh, look for ways that you could utilize it, which kind of leads me into look to potentially, and we're going to talk about this in my best consult uh, tip of the week, the ability to market in a different type of product and or service that will work with your current offerings where you can utilize that equipment that has a fixed cost associated with it or the personnel who you can cut back their hours, you can furlough them, and you can lay them off. But a better opportunity is if you have a quality workforce, which I hope you do, you can keep them on. And last but not least, stay focused and be positive every chance you get. Conversations, appearance, how you treat your business, how you maintain your business, how it physically looks, all these things. Be positive every chance you get. That in itself will set you apart from many, many people, and I suggest at least some or perhaps all of your competitors. We're going to take our last break of the day. When I come back, I am going to deliver to you the one best consult tip of the week, which is entitled, What are the keys in moving your business forward? So please stay with us, and we'll be right back with you. Weekly Business Hour every Monday at 11 a.m. on Lone Star Community Radio. Lone Star Boxer Rescue is a nonprofit organization serving Montgomery County and surrounding areas dedicated to the health and well-being of the boxer breed. Lone Star Boxer Rescue is run and managed 100% by volunteers since 1999. Our main objective is to rescue, rehabilitate, and rehome boxers that come to us from many sources, including local animal shelters, owner surrenders, and strays. For more information about Lone Star Boxer Rescue, visit our website at lsbr.org. Hi, I'm Keith O'Connor, CEO, coach, and business mentor. I've spent four decades helping multiple entrepreneurs use my principles to take their businesses to the next level. My methods do not fix your problems. They help you fix them for yourself. I call this process Closing Strong. Contact me at 713-557-1639 or visit my website at closingstrong.com for a risk-free 30-minute meeting to see how I can help you. Because a business can only go as far as its leader can take it. Remember to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on your computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. Lone Star Community Radio broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. This is Rick, TRC. Every Tuesday on my show, Afternoons with Lone Star, from 3 to 7, I play back-to-back classic rock hits. That's right. I like to call it a two-for-Tuesday, or a three-for-whatever it is you'd like. Call the request line, 936-647-3776, or message me on Facebook, Afternoons with Lone Star, make a music request. That's right, you can do it. Here's what else. Go over to our website, IRLoneStar.com. Get the app on your phone. It's easy. You'll like it. For business ideas and news you can use, join us on the weekly business hour every Monday at 11 a.m. on Lone Star Community Radio. 
You're listening to the Weekly Business Hour, and again, this is Rick Schussler, your host. Thank you again for joining us today. We're in our final uh, segment of today's program, and we're going to be talking about our one best consult tip of the week. But before we do that, if you're listening to this program and you own a business uh, or you manage a business, uh, remember, there's sponsorships available for our program. Love to have you as a sponsor. In fact, we're running a very, very special deal right now through the end of September. Uh, if you'd like more information about being a sponsor on the radio, on Lone Star Community Radio, just reach out to me direct. Just send me an email at rick, R-I-C-K, at IRLoneStar.com. That's rick at IRLoneStar.com. And I'll respond to you and show you how easy it is to be a sponsor of the Weekly Business Hour. Well, our one best consult tip of the week, what are the keys in moving your business forward? I suspect, uh, including today, that you have had a lot of information made available to you in a variety of sources, uh, over the radio in this case, uh, the video cast, as well as print, digital, that talks about your business or businesses in general, your industry, about how to keep your business uh, moving forward, surviving, and in some cases even thriving uh, in the situation, this pandemic situation that the entire world more or less finds itself in. And so there's almost an overload out there. But I want to offer you what I consider are four important points uh, that I believe are the keys to move forward. In other words, to participate in the business that you're in today, tomorrow, and going forward, and just not lose control, if you will, to the pandemic. First and foremost is look at your sales over the last three, six months. What has been selling for you? Why has it been selling? And decide to focus on it. One of the things that can really help you, and some of you and perhaps most of you have never done it, is to do a marketing analysis. If you'd like more information about that, reach out to me. Just send me an email at onebestconsult at gmail.com and I will connect you with some resources, but you need to understand what's going on in your marketing right now. So many times businesses, particularly small businesses, don't want to spend the time, the effort, or a little bit of money to get the marketing assistance they need. Let me submit to you, it's critical right now that you know where your market is. Second, reevaluate your capabilities and play to your strengths. All of us have strengths and weaknesses. Your business as well has strengths and weaknesses. Determine, write it down on a piece of paper or type it on your screen, what your strengths are. Think about it a little bit. Three to five strengths and what you can do to accentuate, to take those strengths and use them to build a stronger business, even today. And then digital. And as we talked with our special guest today, Brian Bondi, uh, a lot of people kind of pull back when we talk about digital, even small business owners. Website, maybe. Facebook, well, maybe. But that's it. Digital is here. It's the future. It's a critical part of our business, particularly in communications. It's part in our business has accelerated due to the pandemic. It would have happened, in my opinion, ultimately, but it is accelerated due to our inability to meet person to person and to attend events, uh, to travel on business, and so on and so forth. So look at your digital component. 
and ask yourself one question. Is there any room for me to improve my digital presence, my digital ability to communicate? Almost in 100% of the cases, the answer is yes. So you need to be willing to roll up your sleeves and wade into the digital world. You can find assistance. You can start with the Chamber, as I mentioned. They're a great resource. There's some great marketing people out there that do digital that you can be referred to. I'd be glad to help if you'd like. But make sure your digital presence is giving you everything it can to help your business survive and thrive. And finally, flexibility. Be flexible in looking at your market. Take a look above and below your market. In other words, in the same vertical market, you typically are participating and competing in a small segment. Look at above and below. Look at smaller potential sales, smaller per item sales. Look above for larger sales. See if there's an opportunity for you to adjust a little bit and reach into those markets. Expand your market reach. Be bold about this. Think through it. Opportunities to expand your market are right there. It all depends on you and your business and its capabilities, both equipment and personnel, and most importantly, your digital presence. Hopefully, this One Best Consult tip of the week will help you in moving your forward, your business forward, even today. Well, thank you again for listening to this week's program. Remember, put a note on your calendar uh, next Monday. Join us again at 11 a.m. right here on Lone Star Community Radio. And in the meantime, look for a podcast video cast of the, today's program on the Weekly Business Hour page on the website for the station, IRLoneStar.com, on Facebook, YouTube, and on my personal website, OneBestConsult.com. That's the number one, BestConsult.com. And again, thank you for joining us, and please stay in touch with what's happening in Montgomery County right here on Lone Star Community Radio. And until next week, as always, stay engaged and focus on what counts in your business. Thanks. Today's show was recorded and broadcasted live on IRLoneStar.com, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and all rights and ownership are reserved to Lone Star Community Radio. For more information regarding this program and Lone Star Community Radio, visit us online at IRLoneStar.com. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station, serving the community with local programming on TV, radio, and online. If you enjoyed today's program, please support us by sponsorship or starting your own show. Contact us today by phone or text at 936-666-1084 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.